after more than two and a half years since being named special counsel, John Durham has now released his final report. The 300-page report says the FBI acted too hastily when it opened its investigation into Russian interference in the election. Senator. There needs to be a lot more than reports, Jesse. People need to be prosecuted for this. The Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself, is it any coincidence that she is tweeting about collusion at exactly the same time her campaign operatives are feeding this BS to the FBI? I don't think so. There needs to be consequences for her and also for the FBI. FBI leadership has clearly got to be changed. And Jesse, I'm of the mind we need to end the FBI as we know it. It needs to be broken up. I mean, clearly it has become corrupt. The leadership is corrupt. Gotta give us what we want. Gotta give us what we need. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The following happened before I was born and is a matter of history. It was the Watergate Saturday Night Massacre. Here's what happened. Uh, I wasn't uh, born yet, but this is what we know. That one of the most controversial things that happened in the Watergate scandal was this Saturday Night Massacre. And it happened on October 20th, 1973. So what happened is Richard Nixon, who was president and under the microscope at that time, fired Special Prosecutor Archibald Cox and accepted the resignation of Attorney General Elliot Richardson and Deputy Attorney General William Ruckelhaus. Okay, The reason why this massacre happened, it stemmed from an inquiry into the infamous break-in at the Watergate complex in 72. That's where five operatives went to bug the DNC headquarters. Now, Archibald Cox was a Harvard Law professor and former U.S. solicitor. He was tapped to investigate the incident in May of 1973. But he clashed with the White House because Nixon's refusal to release over 10 hours of secret Oval Office recordings, which implicated the president in the break-in. So on October 20th, 1973, in an unprecedented show of executive power, Nixon ordered Attorney General Elliot Richardson and Deputy Attorney General William Rockhouse to fire Cox, but both men refused and resigned their posts in protests. So the role of Attorney General then fell to Solicitor General Robert Bork, who reluctantly complied with Nixon's request and dismissed Cox. Less than a half hour later, the White House dispatched FBI agents to close off the offices of the Special Prosecutor Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General. James, it is May 16th, 2023. Why are you giving us this history lesson? Well, there's always a method to my madness. Yesterday, a letter was sent to Republican and Democrat members of the House and Senate committees by attorneys representing the IRS whistleblower in the Hunter Biden's investigation. And it states 
that the whistleblower and his team of investigators have been removed from the investigation at the request of the DOJ. Can you see here shades of the Saturday Night Massacre? This news broke as uh, yesterday. Joe Biden canceled previous plans he had to join Hunter Biden at a graduation ceremony for Hunter's daughter and Joey's granddaughter, Maisie. The letter was first reported by Stephen Nelson at the New York Post, who tweeted out, Scoop, IRS whistleblower who alleged cover-up in Hunter Biden investigation says his entire team was removed from case. His lawyers tell Congress that this move is clearly retaliatory and may also constitute obstruction of a congressional inquiry. Why? Because, of course, as reported previously, the whistleblower, his attorney, recently met with members of Congress. The attorney for the IRS whistleblower who has alleged that the Justice Department interfered in and mishandled the Hunter Biden criminal probe met with members of Congress last week on behalf of his client, according to two sources familiar with the matter. This was uh, CBS last week. The meeting was described to CBS News as a proffer session with the House Ways and Means and Senate Finance Committee to lay the groundwork for what the whistleblower could tell investigators and how he could do so without running afoul of taxpayer privacy laws. But now, the DOJ has shut down the entire investigation. Just like Nixon shut down the investigation into Watergate in 1973. Absolute lawlessness. Welcome to the BCP Podcast. This is the BCP Unfiltered Edition. We appreciate all of you folks and we appreciate your support of this program. I mean, you make this program possible uh, by your monetary support and your subscription. Now, today is May 16th, 2023. The show started on March 1st, 2021, over two years ago. We are in our third season. This is episode 34, I believe, of our third season. And the reason why we started this program in the first place is because back in 2021, I almost lost my YouTube channel then because I was talking about the stolen elections, Dominion voting machines, ESNS, Smartmatic. I was talking about the rigged election. Of course, the, my distrust for this newly released vaccine and telling the truth that, uh, that we were lied to about the seriousness of COVID, that we didn't need to wear masks, that children were uh, immune, and that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were great therapeutics for that. And of course, that almost got me kicked off of YouTube back then. I am now permanently kicked off of YouTube as of 2023. But we started that show uh, back then, and I was screaming about the rigged elections. And this is, uh, and then of course, we got the fake president. Joe Biden in, and the rest, unfortunately, is disastrous history for America. But let me give you some good news when it comes to stolen elections. Let's go over to Arizona. Uh, Just in, we had yesterday, Carrie Lake tweeting out, we're going to court, get ready. The Supreme, uh, following Supreme Court ruling, Maricopa County judge grants Carrie Lake the opportunity to expose 
election fraud in court. So this is, uh, this is what's going on. Uh, Carrie Lake is going back to trial tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Judge Thompson ruled that the arguments by Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County to dismiss count three regarding fraudulent signature verification failed and were not persuasive. However, Thompson dismissed count two regarding intentional election day tabulator failures despite newly discovered evidence that Maricopa County rigged the election and secretly tested voting machines to fail Republican voters. The new findings show clear misconduct and intent, argued Lake's attorneys. Carrie Lake voters turned out three to one on election day. Maricopa County intentionally screwed them. Okay, so Lake must prove a competent mathematical basis to win a trial, but she needs not to plead a specific number of votes in her complaint under notice pleading states the new minute entry. Lake must also demonstrate at trial pursuant to her concessions that Maricopa County's highest level signature reviewers conducted no signature verification or curing and in so doing had systematically failed to materially comply with the law. So there's some problems here, right? So the first is the, 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 they found that the Maricopa County had tested after the verification, right? They, they're supposed to do like a, a security and work card verification. After that, they're not supposed to touch the machines. Well, they tested the machines because they wanted to make sure that they failed for Republicans on that day because they knew that it was going to be a three to one voter turnout for Republicans and they wanted to disenfranchise Republican voters. I mean, this is obvious, but the judge has thrown it out, which of course is the biggest part of the case. But she's allowing the case uh, to go forward on these other grounds. And it starts tomorrow. I will keep you posted as we have more news. By the way, Joe Biden and the fraudulent regime of his is going to purchase 3 million barrels of oil to replenish the emergency oil reserves depleted by China Joe. Now, this is very frustrating. So yesterday, the, the U.S. Department of Energy announced that it will purchase up to 3 million barrels of oil for the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, because the U.S. stockpile has been, let's just say, aggressively drained. Let me put this uh, in perspective. A record-breaking 180 million barrels were released from the SPR by the Biden regime. 100 million barrels. Many of that, which wasn't to relieve us, but was sold to China and went overseas. So according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the SPR held 638 million barrels of oil when Biden took office in January 2021. And it has dropped to its lowest level since October of 1983 that happened today, and it's at 362 million barrels. So even at 200 million barrels or shy thereof, it's still going to be less than the amount that was in the reserves when Biden stole the Oval Office. Now, here's the very frustrating part. If you recall, Joe Biden uh, a while back wanted to fill the strategic reserves with $80 per barrel of oil. Based on yesterday's crude oil prices, it looks like the uh, the filling of this would probably be somewhere between $67 and $72 per barrel. It was $71 a barrel yesterday. Here's the frustrating part. Remember when just three years ago, the Democrats blocked President Trump from filling the strategic oil reserves and the price, $24 per barrel. One third or thereabouts of what 
Joe Biden is going to have to pay to not even fill up the reserves, just add to it. Talking about filling up and adding to, Mayor Adams over in New York City has started transforming the city's public school gyms into migrant shelters. He's running out of places to put the 60,000 illegal aliens that have come because he said New York City is a sanctuary city. He now wants to uh, go back on that, but we can talk about that in another episode. Now, here is where, once again, our children and our citizens suffer. New York City public school students are having their recess cut because they have adult border crosses and illegal aliens in their schools, sheltered in their school gyms, which, by the way, they're enjoying free pizza and sandwiches. Parents of school children, the Daily News is reporting, the New York Daily News, that is, are outraged over the plan and noted that the kids have had their recess cut while migrants living in the school gyms are being f- given free housing and food. Of course, paid by New Yorkers. Quote, how would you feel if you were living here and you got these random people moving into a school that's active that your grandkids go to? This is what uh, one parent said. She lives across the street from PS188, which is uh, in Coney Island. And there's uh, nearly 100 adult migrants uh, started living there already, and there's going to be more added. It was a Venezuelan border uh, crosser that told the Daily News that there at uh, PS188, he was chilling, eating pizza and sandwiches for free, of course, as he illegally entered our country. PS189, 17, 132 uh, are having the same thing, and other schools are going to be announced. I'm wondering if I'm going to see the last public school I attended in New York before moving to California, uh, right before going into junior high, was PS86 uh, in the Bronx. I used to live off of Sedgwick Avenue uh, over uh, PS86 over by the Armory. What a freaking hellhole. By the way, folks, a reminder, we have new... BCP merch. There's a link down below. You can go to the real bcp.store. The new merch has the new BCP podcast logo. You can get it in uh you can get the uh, mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies. That's what we have going so far for you. We make a few dollars on each one. We appreciate uh you supporting us and rocking merch gets the word out about what's going on. All right, let's cover the big story from yesterday. And that is a dollar short and a dollar late. And I'm talking about the John Durham report, the final report being released. The long-awaited report by Special Counsel John Durham tasked to look into the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign for Russian collusion was released yesterday concluding that the FBI should have never launched an investigation into the Trump campaign. This 300-page report, folks, verifies and finds what we already know. Quote, Based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the Department of Justice and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. 
Um, our investigation also revealed that senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor towards the information that they received, especially information received from politically affiliated persons and entities. Of course, that's a reference to Hillary Clinton's campaign-funded future GPS PP dossier that alleged collusion, and that's what the FBI relied on to investigate Trump. Trump said before the allegation from an Australian diplomat that then-Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos told him the Trump campaign had dirt on Clinton, there was no evidence of any Trump campaign collusion with Russia, but despite the unevaluated intelligence information, the FBI swiftly opened an investigation known as Crossfire Hurricane. Then Durham calls out the usual suspects that we know that were involved. In particular, at the direction of Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok, they opened crossfire, hurricane immediately struck at a minimum, had pronounced hostile feelings toward Trump. The matter was opened as a full investigation without ever having spoken to the person, persons who provided the information. And because this is a this is a all politics, Durham, Durham said that the FBI and the Justice Department acted, quote, without appropriate objectivity or restraint. <sighs> So, yeah, I don't really want to give more details, folks. This is just ridiculous. We know what's happening. We knew that this all along, this final report. And Durham was stymied. First of all, he took too long. Then he was stymied by the courts. There was two acquittals and probation on the th- on the third. Uh, 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 of the three cases he actually brought brought forward, there were two acquittals and, and probation on, on one of them. What's more interesting to me are the uh, responses and the replies to this. We have a reply from the FBI. We have a reply from President Trump himself. We've got things from General Flynn, from Roger Stone, and even a very interesting uh, uh, follow-up that's going to happen via Jim Jordan. And then we have something very interesting, even from CNN. So that's what I want to get into. Special Counsel John Durham released his final report on Monday. General Michael Flynn responded to the report. By the way, please make sure that you watch today's episode of Nothing But The News with Juniorette. She talks about the phone call, the Trump phone call, heard by thousands. And it concerns Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and his future in the Trump administration in 2025 and beyond. Please make sure you check that out. General Flynn's life was torn apart due to this FBI lie. The deep state targeted him as an attempt to destroy him. And then when he was found innocent after years of political persecution, the dirty and corrupt judge Emmett Sullivan refused to drop the case. As I have reported, this was a total clear abuse of the U.S. justice system. Now, this is what General Flynn responded to the Durham report. Today, Special Counsel John Durham released his report on his findings regarding the FBI's investigation into the Trump-Russia collusion conspiracy. The result is striking. There never was any basis to investigate President Trump, me or anyone else in the Trump campaign over fake claims or Russian collusion claims that were a fiction invented by Hillary Clinton's campaign and pursued by weaponized and politicized FBI and Department of Justice. 
This was not just a crime against President Trump, my family and me, but also against the American people and our constitutional system of government. It must be never allowed to happen again. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Of course, it's going to happen again because there have been no punishment uh, for this crime. Let me go back to the statement from Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. The report provides further vindication that the FBI investigation that targeted and persecuted me and my family should have never occurred. My family and I were attacked for years due to lies. Where do we go for justice? How do I get those lost years of my life back? That is why I have sued the Department of Justice. There must be accountability if our constitutional republic is to survive. The FBI dragged my name through the mud for years despite the entire basis of the investigation being built on a lie, a lie that they knew about. So this is the most important thing that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is saying, quote, we need to restore accountability if this country Excuse me. We need to restore accountability in this country before it is too late. We can allow we cannot allow witch hunts initiated by our justice system to occur simply based on political biases. The report provides what we knew all along: the Trump Russia investigation was a conspiracy, not based on fact, but instead politically driven. And once again, it was started by the Clinton campaign on their funded GP, uh, fusion GPS piece of crap. And we learned from John Sullivan um, from uh, John Sullivan over at justinnews.com Oh, I covered this several years ago. I want to say three, four years ago. That in fact, this entire thing happened because the Clinton campaign was sitting around strategy trying to figure out what was going on. They had done a survey, they had done a study to see what was the most damaging thing. This is the Hillary Clinton campaign, the most damaging thing against her, and John Sullivan has documentation that this occurred, was the Uranium One story and her coziness with Russia. So taking an absolute play out of the Saul Alinsky Rules for Radical playbook, she said, okay, the most da- the thing that people hate the most about me is my coziness with Russia, selling our uranium to uh, via Uranium One. So let's try to entangle President Trump with Russia somehow. And then they created this whole thing. Because it was actually the Obama administration. Remember, remember that when they said, oh, when I get back in, I'll have more flexibility. The hot mic moment from Obama. And then Hillary Clinton with Uranium One. All that stuff going into 2016 was out there. So I said, let's do the Russian collusion thing. Let's blame Trump. Let's fabricate against Trump what I'm actually guilty of. Colluding with Russia to procure our uranium. Now, Roger Stone says that his lawyers are going to examine a potential lawsuit following the release of the Durham report. Roger Stone was a target of the deep state probe on Trump. Chris Ray Chris sent dozens of FBI agents to storm his home at 6 a.m. in the morning to harass him and his wife. He was with Rob Schmidt last night following the release of the John Durham report. And this is where he indicated uh, that he was disgusted not one of the corrupt men and women behind this criminal act will be prosecuted. He's going to examine a potential lawsuit following the release of the Durham report. Do you see a common theme here? Suits 
by Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, possible upcoming suit by Roger Stone. Why? Because no accountability. The report took too long and then nothing even happened. Not even a slap on the wrist. It's like, oh, they broke the law and committed crimes. That's it. But no indictments, no teeth behind it. That is why I let off this episode with a clip from the great Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri saying the whole thing must be dismantled. Senator. There needs to be a lot more than reports, Jesse. People need to be prosecuted for this. The Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself, is it any coincidence that she is tweeting about collusion at exactly the same time her campaign operatives are feeding this BS to the FBI? I don't think so. There needs to be consequences for her and also for the FBI. FBI leadership has clearly got to be changed. And Jesse, I'm of the mind we need to end the FBI as we know it. It needs to be broken up. I mean, clearly it has become corrupt. The leadership is corrupt. You can talk to FBI agents in the field. I was just doing this just this past week. Great folks in my home state all over the place, but they're not served by this leadership. This leadership has become totally, radically politicized, and we've got to change it. The leadership now, unfortunately, at the FBI, is Christopher Wray brought in by President Trump, courtesy of Chris Christie. I truly hope President Trump is wiser in 2024 and beyond than the people that he brings into his new cabinet and into positions of leadership and his uh, circle of influences inner circle. But do you see the common theme here, folks? From Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, from Roger Stone, and just in case you missed it, from Senator Hawley. There needs to be a lot more than reports, Jesse. People need to be prosecuted for this. Now, what Jesse Waters says next is very interesting, and it's going to segue into further details I want to share with you. But what he doesn't say is also very interesting. See if you catch it. I'll tell you what we got to do. If a Republican gets in there, they have to investigate the Clinton Foundation. They have to investigate the foreign money flowing into the Clinton campaign. They have to investigate the foreign bribes going to the Biden family. Are we just going to say, okay, you know what? It's even. We're in the White House now. Let's play fair. Is that what Republicans are going to do? I don't know. Maybe you're not as sensitive as I am. But Jesse Waters says, if we get a Republican in the White House, it would be Trump. If we get a Republican in the White House, it's going to be Trump. But Fox refuses to say it. Maybe Jesse Waters personally knows that, but he doesn't say it. But yeah, we must go after Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. But no consequences have happened to them. No consequences happened to Joe Biden, who is illegitimately in the Oval Office right now. So fat chance of anything happened. But here's what we found out. That President Barack Obama, who was then president, as well as Joe Biden, who was then vice president, were personally personally briefed by then-CIA Director John Brennan in 2016 that the CIA had evidence of Hillary Clinton planning to falsely link then-presidential candidate Donald Trump to Russia. And that's part of the special report that's in there that you're not going to hear about. The report said the intelligence came from a highly significant intelligence from a trusted foreign source pointing to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. Brennan briefed Obama, Biden, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, FBI Director James Comey, 
and a, a host of other senior government officials days after the tip was received. There's even handwritten notes from Brennan that showed that he briefed about the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016 of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. So Obama knew. We know. We know all this. But the Durham report has the evidence proving what we already knew to be true. Wow. But of course, nothing will happen. Uh, Jim Jordan announced yesterday he's reached out to the Justice Department to have Special Counsel John Durham testify next week in front of Congress. Uh, Jim Jordan also says they're considering going after the FBI's budget. And what's interesting is what... CNN's the lead host, Jake Tapper, said when he weighed in on all of this John Durham report findings. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is regardless devastating to the FBI and to a degree it does exonerate Donald Trump. Even Jake Tapper at CNN says that this exonerates President Trump. And let's see what President Trump himself has to say about all of this in conclusion. I spoke exclusively to former President Trump after Durham's report was released, and he says former FBI Director James Comey needs to be held accountable. He told me, quote, I and much more importantly, the American public have been victims of this long-running and treasonous charade started by the Democrats, started by Comey. There must be a heavy price to pay for putting our country through this. And there we have it again, folks. In conclusion, that is the bottom line. We, the people, demand accountability. Because if not, the John Durham report so far means nothing. Means diddly squat, means jack, means zero, means big, fat, zilch, goose egg. Because without accountability, all the John Durham report says is that they got caught and they got away with it. Thanks for being here, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with more reporting. Thanks for your support. Don't forget to check out our merch store. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. <laughs> our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power.